welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. Thank you for downloading this week's episode of the Bethel Family Church podcast. Before we get into it, I just wanted to make a quick note that the last six weeks or so, we have been watching a Shane Willard series about the book of Jonah. Today's service is what the church members have learnt from that. So now that you understand what we are talking about, I'll let the church members take over. And um, Gary has come in last minute and added to the list, and he wants to go first. So come up, Gary, grab the microphone. It's all clean and ready to go. You can grab that one. Yep, clean one. We will be cleaning the microphone in between, guys. So, yep. All right. Do you need any more of an introduction? No, I think that's a fabulous uh, Okay, awesome. Go for it. Uh, good morning, my church family. Um, first thing, I don't like public speaking, so we'll get that out of the way. <laughs> but what I do know is that when when God calls upon us, and this is part from the from the videos that we watched during the six weeks, so when you look at Jonah, he didn't really want to do he didn't really want to do what God told him to do. I think we're all aware, well aware of that. But what he did do was a really poor job. Yeah? So I kind of figure if he can do such a poor job and get such a great result, when God calls on me to do something, and each and every one of us, we should be out there having a go. Because no matter how bad we do at it, having a go at it is going to be better than not having a go at it. So I think that's the first thing that I learned out of this. And hence probably why I'm up here today. <laughs> and I'll have a go because it doesn't matter how bad I do. It doesn't matter how bad I do, it's going to be better than not doing so that's the first thing I wanted to point out. Second thing, God wants us to get us back, not, not <laughs> I'll say again, not pay us back. Oh, he wants to get us back. He doesn't want to pay us back. So all the things we do wrong, we think we do wrong, God's not there to punish us as such. He's not there to hurt us or make our lives miserable. He's there because he loves us and he wants us to come back to him. So that's the second point I wanted to make. Third point I wanted to make was within that six-week period that we watched those movies and a little bit longer, it's been great to see all the people from this church because we're all part of the, 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 the body of the church is us, the people, us, we're it. The fingers, the toes, the head, the hand, the heart, we're, we all make up the church and it's been great to see so many people step up and do extra things in this church to keep this church as a church and keep it running. And the last thing I wanted to point out, what I learnt from this six-week series, is how much I miss Pastor Caleb. <laughs> and it's not just because of his awesome preaching. It's not just because of his great sense of humour. But he's not only my pastor, but he's also my friend. And he has been very missed, and I really look forward to when he comes back. Thank you. Wow, thanks, Gary. I think um, 
we know who to get to do some preaching next. Start <laughs> practicing, don't we? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So we start with short testimonies just like that, Gary, just to let you know. Um, who would like to go next? Or do you just want me to call you out? All right, Jane, come. We'll be a little bit wet still. Um, the lessons I have taken from the book of Jonah is I cannot run from God as his, as his spirit is always with me. Everyone deserves compassion and forgiveness. God's love can change people. As I have family who have turned their backs on God, even... You guys hold it. Even questioning his very existence and even trying to convince me the same. Um, my partner, Paul, who does not believe in God, and it gives me hope that he will keep chasing after, that God will keep chasing after them and that he has forgiveness for them and that he loves them. Well done. Thanks, Jane. You did great. Matthew's volunteering his next. Do you have a joke to it too? Or? Well, if I could just say a few words, I think that's <laughs> So, um, yeah, I saw, saw the few of the videos with the, pub, the, um, the book of Jonah. Didn't get to see all of them. But from what I did catch, I found it really interesting that it's required reading on the holiest day. Yet the book of Jonah to us is a kid's story about a fish. Yet they don't see it as a fish story, they see it as a forgiveness story. And the people of Nineveh, how cruel they were with the skinning and all that. They weren't just a town that forgot their ways and were doing bad sacrifices and just lost their way. They were really bad. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah probably looked good. And how fast they were willing to change. No, there was no miracle, no thunderbolts, lightnings, very, very frightening. There was, there was nothing. He just saw it, stood up, said the five words in Hebrew, or was it, yeah, it was Hebrew, uh, and basically ran out of town. And they suddenly changed. And also found it was interesting when they said Jonah was a vocal opponent of Assyria. So he was like on a government hit list already, and he just wanders in. You know, it's, it's, it's like being called to go to ISIS and preach to them. You just, you w I would be jumping in a boat and running to the other side of the ocean because it's a death sentence. No matter how much you trust God, you'd be like, I'm sorry, I, th I think there was a bit of um, frequency interference. Did you say that right? No, I don't think you did. Let me just, uh, yeah, so I just found that real interesting because what we get taught essentially is a story about a fish. And it's got nothing to do with the fish. All right, that's for the next preaching roster is going to be done soon. <laughs> oh, sorry, I should stop saying that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking for people to go on the preaching roster. Uh, uh, who would like to go next? Fred? Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, yeah, I will share also the one that I learned from Pastor Shane Willard about uh, Jonah. 
So uh, pre be prepared because it takes 30 minutes. Okay, uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no, just maybe less than three minutes. Well, uh, these are the three things I remember from the uh, message. First is the spiritual darkness, which is represented by the 120,000 people from Nineveh. Second one is, of course, the disobedience, disobedience of uh, Jonah. Uh, yes, there's a main character there. And number three is uh, <clears throat> uh, the love of God. Uh, I noticed that even how weak, uh, weak uh, or how uh, many wrongdoings that we have done or how many disobedience we have done, God still chases us. He still uh, cares for us. As uh, he still uh, wants to restore us. If you notice that uh, the uh, 120,000 people from Nineveh, uh, God wa uh, wants to send Jonah just to warn them or remind them about the destruction that will happen if they don't go back to the Lord. And Jonah... Uh, he is supposed to die when they uh, thrown him in the, in the middle of the sea. But God uh, sent fish to swallow him and save him from his life. And this is what I've learned from the Jonah story. Because in spite of our wrongdoings, our sins, our disobedience, God still loves us and cares for us. That's why he sent God sent his son, Jesus Christ, in the cross to save us from our sins. The last song that we sing, uh, we are no longer bound by sin and uh, darkness because God gave us freedom. And for the last one, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you. Sorry for that. <laughs> All right, who's the next preacher? Come on. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Baby? I've, who is, who's left? Baby and Eric? Go, Baby. Okay, so after hearing what everybody else has said, I'm starting to think I've done the wrong thing, but anyway. Um, <laughs> excuse, me, excuse me a second. This is about what you got out of Jonah and the series. This is not in comparison to anybody else. So everyone is sharing their own stuff, and you are, you're good. You're good, right? You're good. Okay, so um, I chose to look at the similarities between Jonah and myself. So, um, firstly, we're both running from something. Jonah was running from God and God's redemptive love. He was running from the people who he thought would kill him because he was already wanted there. He knew he was in trouble if he even went there. So, 
I wouldn't be surprised that he ran. Um, me, I'm running from God as well. But mine isn't because people are after me, it's because I'm angry at God. I'm angry at the world. Um, I'm basically running from the life God wanted for me instead of the life that I wanted for myself. Thank you. Okay, so Jonah ran to Tarshish and Joppa. And I think it was in Hebrew, translated in Hebrew, they mean beauty and wealth. Um, My Joppa, sadly, is watching videos of births online. Um, videos of babies laughing, hearing their first voice, hearing their first words after having hearing aids turned on, things like that. Um, shopping for baby cots and things like that, despite the um, painful obviousness that I will never have my own child. My Tarshish was looking through private schools, looking through um, brochures and scholarship forms for my own child, so to speak, but even though it's just all in my head, basically. Um, So Jonah ran from Nineveh. Um, He ran from evil, godless people, and that's pretty much how I see the world today. Um, Homelessness, domestic violence, drug abuse, drug addicts, gambling, theft, child abuse and fractured churches. Um, All probably... I mean, compared to Nineveh, it's not as bad, but it's how I see the world. Um, so Jonah was swallowed by a whale for because of disobedience. He tried to run away from God, and he spent three days in the whale. Me, I'm a bit slower. I still am too judgmental. I still have people to forgive. I still have God to forgive, and I still have myself to forgive. So um, I'm still in the whale. Um, The good news is God is not vindictive, unlike Jonah and myself. Uh, Jonah and I struggle to see the goodness in people that God, that the goodness that God sees in them. God is the God of second chances and Jonah proves that. Fantastic. Thanks, Bibi. Oh, right. Hello, my test. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to preach from the Bible. I'm just bringing here, it here for an illustration. Yeah, the series has taught me a lot, actually. I've learned a lot from that. Firstly, from the preacher himself. Yeah, I am very blessed that, you know, people are, uh, God is using people like him. That he's been, uh, he's been gifted by God to preach and to expose, uh, do an exposition about Jonah. Uh, I've been reading Jonah probably how many times, teaching it in the Sunday school about the story about the fish, the miracle, blah, 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 everything. But no exposition that I've heard such as like that, very depth and very, what we call that, very inspiring. So for a person like that, it really, you know, encourages me a lot. You know, people have been committed really to preach the word of God. So from the very reason I'm bringing this Bible, so take, for example, if not for all those people who are committed to preach, God, to preach the word of God, do we get the Bible here for now? I don't think so. But God using people who are committed to deliver his word, to write his word, to encourage us, and to preach the word of God to us. 
That's why I see, that's what I saw as well for that preacher. I don't know his name, but I'm really blessed, Shane. Thank you. So I'm very blessed by that, that people who are really committed and, yeah, and spend their time and their lives to serve God and to preach the word of God. It's not only him. I'm also encouraged anytime I see someone standing here in this platform over here, Pastor Caleb. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> anyone, anyone of you who preach here, anyone of you who share the word of God here, the blessing that you have received from God encourages me as well. I'm sitting on that seeing you. It encourages me actually yeah, because I can see how God works in your lives, in our lives as well. See, it's not only for those people who are standing here. For all of you people who are sitting there, I, when I can see your presence, encourage me as well that we all, we all together in one Sunday morning, we come together here to worship God and to exalt his name on I. I know I'm not only the one who is happy and encouraged, but God is. Amen. Even for the people who are serving there, making coffee for us. Oh, my gosh. God bless you. <laughs> I know you have been very committed to do that, not for us, serving us, well, from our time as well. But, yeah, that's for God. I know you are doing that for God. And God is happy. I'm happy too. But we are happy. We are blessed. We are encouraged by each one of us and our presence here. Amen? Yeah, second thing that was, has taught me as well is um, yeah, about changed life. When God transforms a life, it's really a good transformation. Firstly, for the sailors, we know that these sailors are pagans. They believe other gods. And we know they've been throwing the, the things uh, out from the ship just to save their lives. But when Jonah told them, please throw me to the sea because I am the, the culprit of all this, <laughs> what is happening around here, just, just paraphrasing it. So, But they never did that. Instead, they see the God, the real God that Jonah is serving. And they changed. And their lives were changed because of that. And what a transformation. If they were still in their old self, they would have, you know, freely throw Jonah. So it's you. It's your culprit. So they could have just throw Jonah, you know, out from the ship just to save themselves. But they did not do that. Because they were changed by God. And their lives were transformed. So that's 180 degrees, that's what the preaching said. So turning back from their old lives. And instead, they want to save Jonah. To save Jonah. They tried everything just to save Jonah. Yeah, but they were, they were hopeless. So and before throwing Jonah to the sea, they even prayed and prayed to the real God. So do not make this sin against us. But they throw Jonah. I don't know what happened there when, right after when they throw Jonah on the board, um, from the ship, I don't know what happened when they, what happened to their lives when they, they saw, they witnessed that the raging sea calmed down straight away. Probably, I don't know, they might be kneeling on their knees seeing the miraculous God. That's oh, just a miracle. So that's the other thing. And the transformation applies for the Nineveh as well. We know I don't need to elaborate how bad they are. Yeah, how bad they are, but when they were transformed, their lives were changed, you know, from being, you know, being rude, bad, to throw at something good because they repent, they pray to God, 
and they acknowledged God as their Savior, and their lives were changed. I know we have, all of us here have the same story to tell. It might be not that really that, what we call that, the magnitude is not really that bad. But each of us has his own story to share why we, that our lives has been changed when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. So the same transformation of these people. So I praise God for that. And thirdly, about, um, I can compare myself with Jonah as well. So like, like we be over there. So I was uh, like Jonah, you know, running away from God at times. Then do my things on. Not running away from Wayala, okay? Go to Melbourne, New South Wales, and come, and come back here to Wayala. <laughs> no, it's not so bad. <laughs> so there have been times that, you know, I know you can relate that to me. It's happening to your lives as well. That we tend to, you know, forget about God. We tend to solve problems by our own. We tend to forget to worship God even. And we even, you know, living in our comfort zone, and we got all the pleasures in life. We have the good things. Oh, never mind about God. And there are times that we try to do our own things to keep away or running away from God. That's the word, running away from God. But God is so faithful. God is so faithful. So if we cannot outrun God, but he wants to bring us back without paying us back. And that's a good thing about God. Very loving and very compassionate God. Even the people at Nineveh, how bad they are. So God forgive them. So I praise God that he's been always bringing me back to his fold, to his flock. And to be, you know, to be with God's people again. And to be with him in fellowship with him again. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing about God. He's a good, good God. He's a good, good father. That's what our song says this morning. Yeah, and that's a loving God. And so I can relate myself to Jonah as well. And yeah, the last thing is God is a loving and compassionate God. He's always been like that, even since the beginning, even since the creation, even up to now. He's been a good, good father. He's a good, good God. He's loving and compassionate. No matter how bad you are, no matter how bad we were, the Nineveh, the, the people at Nineveh, God forgive them when they turn themselves in and worship God and ask forgiveness for their sins. And God is very compassionate and loving to forgive them. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us all for our unrighteousness. It's always been the cry of his heart that all the people if possible, all the people on the earth will repent and go back to God and worship him. So that's, that, that's his heart. He's very loving and compassionate, God. And yeah, and I, I know you will say amen to this. We live a loving, we, we serve a living and loving God. Amen. Well, um, that leaves some time for me to speak, I suppose. Should um, be obedient, right? <laughs> it's been an interesting time um, going through the Jonah series. Um, and like Caleb chose that before, you know, he, he went on leave. And and then we've just had like this some amount, like, um, amount of sickness from the moment, I think from the day he took leave, he came home and then he 
he got a cold and someone else got a cold and you know like it's just been then there's gastro and and then I got COVID so before I got COVID um I was listening to one of those sermons in here about um distress you know how he talked about like when you're in distress um that God wants to change something inside of you I remember that him saying that and um <laughs> and then I think it was that Sunday I went home and um, started to get really sick and realised that I probably had COVID. Um, and um, so it was like, okay, all right, what do we do next? What is what is that next for me? So um, having, I had to let go of lots of stuff. I had to like pass on lots of organising to people and all of that kind of stuff. And like God was so good and you guys were so good and... Um, some people who aren't here were really good and just, you know, like stepped up and, and did things. Because um, COVID, um, for me, it, like it was like I had to cancel all my clients. Um, it was frustrating. I, I, I did get a little bit of an attitude problem. And um, it reminded me of that, I think that week, that Sunday, that one was um, when Shane was talking about how Jonah's first prayer was probably the prayer that's recorded in the Bible is probably not his actual first prayer. It's probably, you know, the one that was, you know, um, afterwards that he said, oh, yes, I said this and this and this. You know, God is amazing and wonderful and God, please save me and I'll do what you want me to do. But his first prayer was probably a little bit um, more honest and um, perhaps less poetic and, and I, you know, like, you know, I was thinking there and I'm going, God, this is not fair. <laughs> I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to be sick. Like, you know, like all of, all of those things that you just, I mean, you all know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not alone. Okay, good, good. Um, being a pastor, pastor's wife doesn't make you any more holy, right? Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was having my little pity party. Um, as well and but like I so I just in that time I thought and I, I did this several years ago I, um, I did some fasting and praying over um, sickness in my family over the spirit of infirmity and um, then it wasn't long after that that I got a really really bad flu and you know like when you start to wonder like okay God I've been praying to you about this why aren't things changing and when I had the flu, then I stopped and I realised that um, I had to I had to sleep on the couch sitting up because the cough was um, so bad and I didn't want to keep Caleb up. And so I put on um, thank you to Miss Haley who introduced me to Graham Cook. Um, I put on his sermons because he has this sort of very I don't know quiet voice as he preaches. He doesn't sort of really you know go up and down much and so it was really great to go to sleep to um but like just having that on while I was sleeping and just like I decided in that moment that while I was sick I was going to just worship God listen to sermons listen to music read I don't think I was very good at reading at that time and so I just thought you know since then every time I get sick that's my attitude to sickness is okay well God's I'm stopping I have to stop okay this is my opportunity to spend more time with God and so I did that through this COVID time, although I was doing it a little bit more reluctantly and with a little more of a bad attitude. Um, but I eventually <laughs> got there and I was, I was listening to um, another sermon. Um, I watch um, a church called Gateway Church, which is Robert Morris's church um, in America, and I watched their services. 
And um, they were doing, while I had COVID, they were doing a series on miracles. Um, And so there's this guy called Tim Ross. He has this really, really funny voice because he goes really deep and then he squeals like a girl. It's like, it's hilarious to watch. So if you ever want to watch it, yeah, it's it's good. Um, And so the one that he was talking about um, that I really remembered really well was the story of how, you know, the men, the friends of the paralyzed man, Um, went through the roof and dropped the paralyzed man down to Jesus where he was speaking because they couldn't get through. And um, the point, the the thing that just really come out to me in that moment was how, um, first of all, the first thing that Jesus said was, your sins are forgiven. And I just, I I stopped and I thought how the men, the friends would have been feeling. They would have been like, I reckon they probably would have gone, if we take you to Jesus, you're going to get healed and you're going to walk again, right? That's what I would have been thinking if it was my friend. And when I read the story, that first line, I almost start to inwardly feel a little bit disappointed. Like, Jesus, why didn't you heal the man? Um, But the point of um, Tim Ross's sermon was from the inside out. And it kind of related back to that stuff that we've been listening to with Shane was um, Jesus wants to heal us from the inside out. And so the first thing that Jesus did to that par- for that paralyzed man was heal him of his sins. You know, I wonder what that paralyzed man, you know, the, what that meant to him. It probably meant so much to him. Maybe there were things that he's done wrong in his life and he just, he was just made clean and made new. And I think it comes, it makes you remember that moment I don't know if you can go back to that moment when you said, hey, Jesus, I want you in my life and please forgive everything I've done. Like that moment of feeling clean, of just him coming in, like that relief. And um, he must have felt like that. And then Jesus did his, did the miracle and, and, and he did heal him. So, you know, then we're all excited again. But, um, yeah. Just, just that God wants to heal us from the inside out. And isn't it amazing that Jonah still had a pretty bad attitude even after all of that? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's like remembering, let's, oh God, I've got to try to not continue to have a bad attitude. I've got to change those attitudes. Um, yeah, so, other, other, I don't know if you took much notice or you were here and you heard the one about um, where we talked about James Bartley, the man who was swallowed by a whale that is reported in history as well. I just I just thought that was pretty like um, cool of God to kind of give someone, although they probably don't think it, someone else an opportunity, you know. Like, so like we kind of can go, oh, like, so if Jonah did get swallowed by the whale and he did go into that place, he would have looked pretty scary. Um like and I, that was a fact I'd never really thought about. I just I'm just gonna be one more little fact. And that butterfly effect on that last um, that last one we watched last week. I'm not going to explain the butterfly effect if you can't remember it. Like you, you can borrow it and watch it again. But I just thought that butterfly effect was so amazing. How God has the whole world in His hands. Like every single little minute thing to the whisper, like the flap of a butterfly's wings, like. And Amy's singing, he's got the whole world in his... Sorry, she's doing the actions to me at the back there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was some of the things that I got out of it. Um, and that, yeah, God, he 
wants to change us from the inside out. So, oh, I don't need to clap, it's okay. <laughs> no, just, um, before, we, before we go back to singing, um, does anybody else want to share something that hasn't? Like, there's only a few of you left because most of you who shared came today. Where are all your friends? You're supposed to bring your friends. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Time's up. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at bethelcrc.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.